Welcome to Raising Christian Kids. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate that children build a strong, foundational relationship with Jesus before the age of 10. Children need head and heart knowledge in order to stand strong against the world's ever-increasing rejection of Christianity. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help to solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and help the next generation to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, and mind. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I am so excited and so happy to have Pastor Kevin White on the show today. Mamas, you're going to be filled with some great information. I bought his book, Audacious Generosity, about three days ago, and I read the whole book. I could not put it down. I absolutely love his book. And Pastor White is an author, a speaker, a leader, is convinced that audacious generosity transforms the world. He's on a mission to empower the culture of generosity throughout the world with his book, Audacious Generosity and His Generosity of God Storytelling Campaign, which can be found on generosityofgod.com. And we'll have the links in the show notes. He's a seasoned pastor and entrepreneur, and he founded With Love from Jesus Ministries and in 1999 to distribute essential resources to high needed populations. The organization continues to carry out its original mission by distributing millions of dollars in resources each year to those who need it most. In 2013, Pastor White founded Global Hope India. He continues to lead the mission-minded organization focused on Indian nationals as his executive director. He has traveled to India over 50 times, taking 1,000 people on short-term mission trips to India. Outside of building successful nonprofits with world-changing impact, he has started churches and businesses. He speaks internationally and hosts three podcast shows in the U.S. An ordained minister, he received his undergraduate degree in 1989 from Southwestland University. Kevin and his wife, Shelly, have been married 33 years. They have three adult children and one grandchild, and they live in Cary, North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Pastor White. Thank you so much, Leanne. What a joy to be on your podcast. I love your podcast. And I think you're one of the first people that ever interviewed me that's actually read the book cover to cover. So that is uh, an incredible blessing to me. Thank you. Well, thank you. It was a blessing to me as well. Mm -hmm. I've got to say there were so many wonderful nuggets of information in this book, as you know, I've bought several now, and I'm going to be giving them away as gifts. And I'm also going to put a package together for my listeners soon to give away some free books. And your book's going to be one of those books in there. So today I'd like to ask you some questions, please, and let you feed into these mama and these other parents, fathers too, who are listening. In your book, Audacious Generosity, you have three sections setting God free, setting yourself free and setting others free. Yeah. How do we set ourselves, others and God free? Yeah. Well, great question. And I would need a lot of time to really do it justly in answering it, but um, really quick, the cliff note version 
will be it's about freedom. Uh, one of God's greatest gifts is freedom. And that you, when, you, when you and I experience freedom in Christ, we began to see the generosity of God on a level that we hadn't previously experienced. And one of the most proper responses to that generosity is becoming generous ourselves. And so when setting God free, we're ba I'm basically talking about who's in control and relinquishing control over to God and realizing that he owns it all. So therefore he can dictate to us, guide us through his Holy Spirit, what to do with the resources that he entrusts to us. We're never proprietors. We're only managers. And so by setting him free, we let him be God. We recognize we're human. We're not God. He is God. Praise God for that. And so we let him be God. And when we set ourselves free, we forgive ourselves on the same level that he has forgiven us. I remember the first two decades of my Christian walk with the Lord. I still lived in bondage. Had I died, I would immediately gone to heaven. The blood of Jesus was over my life. But what characterized my life was fear, guilt, and rejection. It wasn't the, the gifts of God in, in his gift of security and significance and acceptance that we have in Christ. And now that characterizes my life, but it, it didn't then. So I had to be generous to myself by offering myself the same forgiveness. And then in setting others free, we, we really realize that we have been given so that we can now give. And God is all about empowerment. And he has given us this freedom and his good gifts. And we are blessed even more. Not only have we received there's a greater blessing waiting when we actually give those gifts to others, realizing that he's got our back. But what about those that don't yet know that he's an ever-present help in time of need? And so really putting others first on a level that maybe we hadn't before. I love your story of you and your family really mm -hmm. having no food to eat. I mean, I don't love that you didn't have food to eat, but I love the outcome of what God did for you. You Could you just touch on that for just a second, that story? Because I think it's really powerful. Yeah. And it's a good example of setting God, yourself and others free. So we were in a place of financial hardship and a place of obedience. We were not in the belly of a well because we were disobeying God, but yet things were very hard financially. And as I was praying and really seeking how to feed my family, God just kept pounding in me, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. And so I kept asking, how do I do that? What does that look like right now? And the Holy Spirit gave me a prayer I'd never thought of before. And I began to pray, Father, give us food that others might eat. And what he was doing was just really helping me to realize I am, I am secure. Our family is secure. Yes, we needed food. But he has promised, we have the creator of the universe having promised to us to supply all of our needs. And, and I, I, I just sensed him filling me with compassion for people who were not only hungry, but they didn't know that he was for them, that he was, he was an ever-present help in time of need. And I kept sensing the Holy Spirit just question, what about others? What about others? And, and so because of this freedom I just described in setting God free, myself free, and others free, I was really in a position for the first time in my life 
to trust that God would supply my needs and I could freely pray that prayer, Father, give us food that others might eat. And as you know, by reading the book, the story goes a year later, we went from a family needing food to a year later providing food to 500 families a month with the help of 25 volunteer families. And we never missed a meal. And it was literally like a modern day feeding of the multitude that happened in our garage, not just on a hillside back in the Bible, but it happened in, in our garage. And it was just putting others first and seeking first the kingdom. And we had more ministry opportunity in that than we had prior when I was in bondage, really striving to do great things for God as a minister. But this time it was completely different. And it was just really an atmosphere of freedom that led to incredible generosity from God to us and through us. It's amazing when we trust God and we let him and allow him to work freely in our lives, what he will do. You know, we kind of hold God back because we have fear. And so I love that the story is just, it's amazing story of, of what happened and what you've done and what you've done in India also. So question number two, how can parents teach their young children generosity so they will become adults who are not fearful in their giving, but will be courageous in their giving? Yeah. So one of the things I look back and I just see that God gave my wife, Shelly, and I grace to do is to see discipleship and in the pockets of time with our children and not to box it up into a book or a program or a time of the day or of the week. And just as we were living life, we saw the opportunity to combine that as a Christian family with discipleship. And it's it's basically just teaching people to obey what God has said. And so that is a fundamental difference. Do we want our children to obey us or do we want them to obey what God has said? And do we want them to only hear what we say or are we willing to teach them to hear what God says? And as small preschoolers, we taught our children to hear the voice of God. And that's discipleship. And so the same thing goes with generosity. There's three things that I really bring out in the book that God's really entrusted to us and, and revealed to us that I really hope brothers and sisters around the world will see, all the moms, especially in the, on the podcast. Number one, God is the giver. We can get really confused and frustrated fast if we start thinking that we are the giver. God is the giver. The second thing is giving depends on what God puts into your hands. At the feeding of the multitude, the disciples' hands were empty. Until they found that little boy's lunch with the fish and loaves, they had nothing in their hands. But God produces, not what I can produce. It really makes a difference if we understand that God's the giver and that giving depends on what he produces, then it really changes our worship, our Bible study, our encounters with God. But then the third thing is miracles happen when we open up our hands to God, when we realize that we are channels. We are created to be a channel, not to be a dam by, by clenching our fists and holding on too tightly to the worldly possessions we've been entrusted, but to just let them go in to us and, and through us. And there's no limit. I mean, it really changes giving from what I yesterday thought that I could have the capacity to give to today 
I, I now have the capacity to limitless giving as, as God gives to me. Now, obviously, if he doesn't put it in our hands, we can't, we can't give it. And we're not held responsible for that. I, I love that. You know, I'm so, um, I'm in awe of what God has done for you and what he can do for others. People who are at home right now listening, thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even have much to give. But, you know, the widow who gave her two coins in God's eyes, she gave so much more than those who had a lot of money or to give to the, to the temple mm-hmm. treasury. So, you know, whatever you can give. And I love the fact that if you open up your hands, he will put in your hands what he wants you to give. You don't have to worry about that. Right. You don't have to worry about if it's too much or not enough. Mm-hmm. So question three, on your website, generosityofgod.com, you have wonderful stories from around the world of people living out the command in Deuteronomy 15 verses seven through eight, which reads, if among you, one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land, the Lord God has given you, you shall not harden your heart nor or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall open your hand to him and lend him sufficient for his need, whatever it may be. Can you share an example of a child giving beyond their means and blessings? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we tried to instill in our, our children as they were growing up is others first. And there were many Christmas uh, and holidays where we would not ask our kids so much for what do you want for Christmas? Nothing wrong with that. We did that, but we really tried to instill in them who can we give to this Christmas? And so one year we, the, our kids were not even in middle school yet. So they were, they were all uh, young. Our, our kids are three years apart and we have a son, Zach, that was born first, three years later, Courtney, and then three years after that, Kaylee. And so they're, they're, maybe Zach was 12 at the time, Courtney would have been nine and Kaylee would have been six. We set them all down. We talked to them about Christmas and we just began to look at the needs of another family. And there was a boy about the age of Zach that had asked for an iPod touch for Christmas. And it happened to be one of our children's requests for that Christmas as well. And we just began to pray and have a conversation with them. Is it okay if God, if we pray and God gives them an iPod touch, but not us an iPod touch and, you know, just teaching them to celebrate the blessings of God in the lives of others and, and not just, you know, one form of greed is not what we stockpile. It's, it's, it's an attitude in our hearts about how we feel when God blesses others. And so just really helping them to process that. Now as adults, so one of the things I love, my favorite part about the book is in the very beginning, my adult children and my wife all share about the culture of generosity that we've had as a family long before I wrote this book. And I remember teaching our kids simple principles. Life's not fair. The next is put others first. It is godly. It is God honoring. It is a form of our generosity, a form of freedom in Christ to put others first. And then the third thing, God is faithful. We will never lend to God in such a way that he won't repay. As you mentioned, the stories of the generosity of God, so many attribute that you can never outgive God. And that's true. Life's not fair. Others first, and God is faithful. And it will produce a culture of generosity in your home and in your family. 
Oh, I just love that. You know, I'm listening to you speak and it's reminding me about, you know, your son, you know, and your daughter and your younger daughter being happy that that other person, that other child got the iPod. That is a a perfect example of it's better to give than to receive Mm -hmm. the joy you get from giving. And when we start doing that with our children early, it's second nature to them. Mm -hmm. It's second nature just to give and to, and to serve others and to love and to, you know, not hold on to material things, knowing that that's not what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I just thank you for being on the show today. You're such a blessing to many. And I pray that God will continue to bless you Mm -hmm. as you go out there and help others learn this very biblical concept. That's so important today that we really truly need, because there's a lot of people hurting right now due to the COVID and losing Mm -hmm. their jobs and children that are in need. And I hope that the listeners will go get your book, Audacious Mm -hmm. Generosity. It's a wonderful book. And I just want to thank you for raising strong Christian kids in your home and helping our parents to hear things that they can use and do to raise strong Christian kids in their home as well. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.